Right now, the Cleburne Railroaders are flying the flag for independent baseball in the state of Texas. We're out at the depot, and this is Let's Get Two. Welcome to Let's Get Two, your tour of America through the lens of minor league baseball. Baseball from sea to shining sea. And now, the first pitch. Opening thoughts from James Christopher. Presented by BaseballMapper.com. And welcome to the first pitch. We're going to get right back out to Cleburne because we have got some fun in store for you. But before we jump into this segment, I do want to do a quick shout out to who I'm wearing first. Today I have on the Southern Maryland Blue Crabs. Um, the only team, the only baseball team I've seen play live in October. I don't make playoff ticket money, people. And I'm also wearing the Las Vegas 51s, which is my favorite brand uh, to not exist anymore. I was lucky enough to get out to a ball game, I think, in their last year of existence. And, you know, I understand new stadium, rebrand, hello, Las Vegas Aviators. I've got a lid of theirs over here. But you guys, this is amazing. Someone else take this over. But... That's enough fun stuff. This is serious business. In fact, in fact, let's bring the camera in a little bit more. There. Hear me. See me. Heed my words. If you don't know who was on deck when Bobby Thompson hit the shot heard around the world, I don't want to hear you talk about baseball. If you walk in here and you want to talk baseball and the game you saw last night and you bring up batting average, you're not allowed to talk about baseball. And God forbid you're a Yankee fan and you go and you buy a jersey and you put Babe Ruth's name on the back or even worse, your own. No names on a Yankee jersey. You're not allowed to talk to me about baseball. Do we see how dumb that sounds? We are in a sport where we, on the one hand, complain and, and are worried about losing fans, that we are, we are the oldest fan base in sports, right? We're the, of the major American sports. We're the only fan base where the average fan, I think, is in their 40s. We are doing a miserable, as a baseball community, a miserable job growing the game. And yet, at the same time, we see so much gatekeeping among baseball fans. And it's, I find it shocking. It's another one of those where old man Jim is having a hard time adjusting to internet culture, I guess. And I was thinking about this. I remember when I was a kid and, you know, I was still way into star Wars in 1988, right? Five years after return of the Jedi had come out, there was really no indication there'd be any more star Wars. Cause you had those like bad droids, TV shows. And wasn't there like an Ewok live action movie, so anytime you met a Star Wars fan, you were just happy to meet another brother. Like, oh, brother, you're not, you, you don't care. Oh, you don't know that Chewie's from Kashyyyk? Nerd. Oh, you thought the 12 parsecs meant speed? Nerd. Now I'm going through the line to make sure I got that part right. My point is, it seems like as we've gotten the ability to reach people from all over, all over the world, where we have the ability to talk about things we love. We have become more tribal 
in the things we love. And you see it in baseball all the time where there is this like preset of rules, this preset of standards that says if you don't meet this or that or this other thing, you are not actually allowed to be a fan of the thing. How short-sighted is this? You know, if we want baseball to continue, if we want baseball to thrive, and you know what? If you're watching the show and you're paying attention to us on Twitter, then you do want baseball to grow and thrive. We have to get to the point where rather than ridicule and push away, we welcome and if need be, gently sort of indoctrinate or educate them into what makes this game awesome and beautiful. I love baseball. I love baseball as much as anybody. Um, I'm not the most knowledgeable baseball fan all the time. If you watch Go Go Astros, you know that Andy and, and Brian's knowledge and ability to recall things is much more encyclopedic uh, than mine. Brian's ability to pull stats everywhere. And he might have them typed up during the show, but he doesn't really look like he's reading. So in my head, I'm like, whoa, you remember that. Little hero worship there for you, Brian. But it doesn't make me feel like I'm any less of a fan. And they don't treat me like any less of a fan. And that's where we need to get to. If Again, if we want baseball to grow, we've got to reach younger generations that are maybe lower socioeconomically, which also means we have to reach out to the black community. But that's a first pitch for another day. We have to stop gatekeeping. And this actually applies, too, to some minor league teams who have sort of adopted a Barstool-esque Twitter persona, and they are just abusive to other major league fans. And it's like, I don't understand. All I'm here to do is celebrate your team, your brand, buy things from your online store. Why are you making me feel like... um, like I'm not welcome because I have a, a fandom listed in my Twitter profile. We have to stop gatekeeping everybody. And it's it's a thing that, you know, I think what it means if we don't is that we're going to be left with a sport that is barely relevant, that's on life support. And all we're doing is sort of sitting around the eight of us talking about how cool it was when – I don't know, Aaron Judge hit a home, 100 home runs in a row or something, something silly, right? Like it, it, it doesn't seem like it makes good life-sustaining sense. So here's what I'd like everybody to do. Starting at this moment, as soon as this episode, I want you to finish this episode because you're going to love it. We're going to talk, you know, Cleburne was great. Taylor from Cleburne is amazing. And we had a really great time. So as soon as this episode's over, I want you to, to, to make a switch change in your brain. And I want you to go out and the next ball game you're at, if you see somebody that's new, that maybe doesn't understand it all, maybe they're there for Princess Night or Pride Night or Star Wars Night or Defenders of the Diamond Night, whatever, dog, you know, the dogs in the park or bark in the bark, whichever version you have, talk to them, strike up a conversation, make them feel like they are in what I believe baseball to be, which is a welcoming, warm, beautiful environment and one of the you know one of the happiest places for me on earth um so that's it i just hope we can stop the gatekeeping if we really want the sport to keep growing again great episode coming your way we had a great time in cleburne not only do we have taylor on the show but we're also going to talk to the cleburne cvb 
Anna from Baseball Bucket is back because she had such a great time that she joined us two weeks later. And we have two big pieces of suspense hanging in the balance in the next segment. So stay with us. On the St. Louis team, we have uh, who's on first, what's on second. I don't know who's on third. That's what I want to find out. I want you to tell me the names of the fellas on the St. Louis team. I'm telling you, who's on first, what's on second. I don't know who's on third. You know the fellas' names? Yes. Well, then who's playing first? Yes. I mean, the fellas' names. Who's on first? The Let's Get To Team of the Week. The guy on first base. Presented on by first? the Baseball Bucket List Podcast. Me? I'm not asking you. I'm telling you who is on first. I'm asking you who's on first. So we're super excited to welcome Taylor Robinson from your Cleburne Railroaders onto the show. Uh, Taylor, first of all, how are you? How is the big y'all at the time of this recording just started? How's the yep. season been so far in its infancy? I think it's been great. You know, the fans have been great. The whole atmosphere, you know, being here all off season, you know, you're by yourself and you miss everybody. You miss the guys, you miss them walking through the office and just talking to you and starting conversations, but having them here and in the dugout and doing all these fun little things and getting to know them. It's, it's amazing. I really like it. We're getting off to a a pretty rough start, but I think we're going to make up some time and get back into it. I hope so. I would love nothing more than to see Cleburne get a championship and just show all those Yankee teams. Never mind. That's a whole other uh, <laughs> conversation. Um, but let's talk a little bit about you. So I know that you're a big baseball fan, big Rangers fan. Uh, how did you go from someone who likes baseball to now you're part of a front office of a, of a, I mean, let's be honest, the biggest independent team in Texas. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up going to Rangers games. My dad loves baseball, played baseball throughout his college, you know, had a chance to try out for the MLB, you know, kind of stopped there. But his love for baseball didn't stop with him. He pushed it to me and my sister. Like I said, we'd go to Rangers game as kids. Uh, we'd be at that old ballpark in Arlington, have the best time. I have so many balls from being a kid. Um, you know, then I played sports my entire life in soccer, gymnastics, cheer, uh, volleyball, golf, all that stuff. You know, it was a really – I just grew up around sports. Um, then I got into high school, played golf. Um, you know, I really wanted to do nursing school. That's what I, that's what I really wanted to do. I'm a type one diabetic. So I was like, you know, I want to help other people do this type of thing, go into the medical field. Then I realized, you know, I've got health issues of my own. I really don't want to keep going with it as much as I want to help other people. I deal with enough for myself. Um, so I was like, you know what? I love sports. That's what I want to do with my life. Let's see where I can take it. So I went to UNT. Uh, started to get my bachelor's in recreation event and sports management. Um, I made a great decision by joining the sports marketing association from there. Um, I started a position VP of internal relations led to vice president, then president. Um, so I graduated with that degree, uh, graduated as president, got a minor in marketing. Um, and then my junior year of college, I saw the Texas air hogs. I went to a internship fair and I was like, you okay. know what? A job fair. I'm like, I'm just going to see what I can find. You know, I'm a junior in college. Let, let's see. I turn in my resume to Justin Terry, who is with the Air Hogs. I got a call a couple of weeks later from Nate Gutierrez, who's with the Air Hogs. Well, hey, we want to have you out. Come, come meet the ballpark. Come see everybody. We want to have you working here. I go meet him in October of 2019 for the 2020 season. I, you get ready, COVID. And, you know, COVID happens. And at the time I was a youth sports coordinator for TJ premier sports, a golf coach. So I kept going with that. And they said, Hey, we're not going to have a season. You know, I'm sorry. We got you for next year. 
So I reach back out and I'm like, Hey, um, what's going on? They go, well, unfortunately we're not going to be a thing anymore. So Justin calls me, he goes, Hey, I'm with the Cleburne Railroaders. This is in February of 2021. He goes, we'd love to have you down here. Come intern with us. And that's where it started. They said, Hey, we're going to put you in social media with Denning, who was our social media guy at the time. We want you to work with him, do that. I got there. I've been here and I've never left. So I was an intern from February to August, got hired on in August. And they handed me all the passwords, trusted me with the whole, <laughs> the whole face. And that's how I'm here. So you're, well, you're doing a great job. Let me ask Thank you the you. heavy question. And, and one of the yep. cool things about what we're seeing in minor league and independent baseball is we're seeing women in all roles rising up. We've got on-base coaches. You're doing your thing behind the, we've got women behind the mic. Um, how important is it? Or do you recognize that you're kind of part of this, like, you know, this like first generation through the way, uh, through the, through the breaches, as they say, uh, as far as women in sports. Yeah. I, I find it extremely exciting. You know, with a name like Taylor, people assume somebody else. So when they meet me, it's like, Oh, that's who this is. That <laughs> I, I pick up the phone. I'm like, this is Taylor. I'm like, wait, what? And a, a lot of people get really surprised. They see not only my woman, but I'm young. Um, that's yeah. they see that and they're like, oh, well, I'm a young woman too. And that, that's one thing I really want to push being a woman in sports. And that's how it was at UNT too. When I was president of the Amer uh, American from the sports marketing association, it was like, I was the first woman president for UNT, uh, for that association. So I really, I love seeing it. I kid you not, I have ads popping up on my phone today of, it's a great day to be a woman in sports. And there's these brands that are promoting and pushing it. And I love to be a part of that. I, I, I have no words, honestly. It's amazing to see people come up to me, young girls going, I love what you do. I see you on Twitter. I see you on Instagram. We have a little girl here, Natalie. She adores me. And it's the funniest thing. This is actually our friendship bracelet. So oh my God, I'm seeing her tonight. Best. Yeah. She, she loves coming out here and like I said, I see all the things like about Kelsey with the fairy Hawks. I, I, that's amazing. I sit here and I'm just in awe. It's, it's amazing. We're pushing boundaries. We're doing everything. And it's getting to a point where say, say, but men should be scared. We're coming, we're coming for you. <laughs> like I, I'm here, I'm running the best. I hear I have the best social media. So guys got to be on the lookout. I think you, you guys definitely <laughs> have one of the best. And I think it's super cool that you tag us and stuff. Yes. I want to talk about a couple of your regular promos and I think one of the things that I love about this sort of new brand, when you guys rebranded before last season, um, you really embraced Texas yeah. um, and how other teams, there's a couple of teams that do it. The Corpus Christi do a great job of it too. How other teams don't buy into this identity that we all share as Texans. I'll never know. And I want to start with your Sunday regular promos yep. because the other cool thing is, is that the, is the railroaders have both by geography and history, sort of a foot in each of the two MLB franchises here. So mm -hmm. you guys do the Lone Star Legacy thing, which I'm so excited that we're going to be out at. And tell me a little bit about that and where it came from, because I think it's so cool. Yeah. So our ownership decided we love Texas. We're obviously in Texas. Cleburne is Texas. If you come here, you're like, if you want to know what Texas, we're 30 minutes from Fort Worth. We, it's Texas. I mean, we've got the best barbecue. We've got Cow, you you can see a pasture with cows, you can see longhorns, and then you drive up 30 minutes and you're in the city. So, you know, Lone Star Legacy, we're really promoting not only Texas, but family legacy. We want people to start their legacy at the ballpark, just like I did as a kid. 
I started with my dad at the ballpark going to see the Rangers. That's what we want to promote. We don't want to, everybody says, Oh, baseball is a dying sport. It's not like, right. it is definitely not. We have families out here starting their own legacy. We want them to do that on Sundays. And with that being said, if you buy an adult ticket on a Sunday, your, your child 12 and under gets in free. So Love you're that. coming to the game. And we just want you here. We want families to have a great time, see some baseball, make their own memories, have great food and just, that's it. We just want Texas family, great food. Your kid gets in free run on the berms. We've got a basketball court here. We just want everybody to start their legacy here, their baseball legacy and get to grow up just like I did at a ballpark and have those memories. Well, and that leads us to the Texas tune to the D at the depot, yes. because again, that's a big part of our identity as Texans is the music, particularly our sort of all, all alternative underground sort of yeah. country thing. I mean, how, how big of a deal is that to be able to also shine a light on other artists? Oh, that's a huge deal. I mean, we had Dalton Torres here. He was here last Saturday. He has a song called Chisholm Trail, which is about the Chisholm Trail. I mean, you can't get any more Texas than that. We're right off Chisholm Trail. He's singing about it. And just people being out here to bring guitars and you can just sit here and listen. You can hear just all of the emotion in their voice when they're singing. Most of the songs they come here, they're about Texas. They're about country. And just having him out here, he's from Cleburne and he he's amazing. And think this weekend we've got squeeze box bandits they're okay. awesome they were a huge hit last season so we had to bring them back everybody wanted them back so they're coming but i think they're promoting not only themselves but they're promoting us and our ballpark and just texas 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 like you said and country's what we strive for we want to keep that out here and you know it's, it's a great time um all right well let's play a little bit of pepper you ready okay clear your mind and I'm going to ask you one question. I think I can predict the answer to it already, but we'll get there when we get there. Okay. What is your go-to ballpark food? Oh, the Rangers brisket mac and cheese. We haven't been to the new ballpark yet. We might have to oh. get out there just for some brisket. I'm, I'm telling you right now, we're going to serve it here this season too, but the rain at the Rangers. Oh my gosh. That brisket mac and cheese has a special place in my heart. It, if I go there, first thing I do getting a brisket thing, a brisket mac and cheese and a Michelob <laughs> ultra. That's it. That's all you might <laughs> feel. My wife's go-to at minute made is um, burnt ends on top of tater tots with cheese. And it's oh. pretty delicious. Um, oh, that sounds really good. Are, are you a Marvel person or a DC person? I would, you know, I haven't been the person to get into like the superhero movies, okay. but I have to probably say Marvel. Okay. Sure. What is the strangest thing you've ever seen at a ballpark? We had a woman here reading a book. I kid you not. She was sitting there reading a book and got mad at me for screaming that we just got a K and she's screaming, ma'am, I'm trying to read. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you were at a ballpark. I have pictures of it. I'll have to send them to you. But she was reading, she was reading her book and got mad that it was too loud at the ballpark. This is, that is as, that is as silly as all these people that moved to downtown Austin and complain there's too much live music, <laughs> too much traffic. <laughs> you you moved to the live music capital of the world. All right. Um, yep. I, this is the one I think I know the answer to. What is the first time baseball broke your heart? We've got Arthur Rhodes here. So I gotta be, gotta be careful, but that catch that was missed. That's what I thought you would say. Yeah, I remember because obviously I was a neutral <laughs> observer in that one. And I just remember being like crushed for all my friends that were Rangers yep. fans because that was just 
And that's weird how baseball can turn just like that. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've got a Ranger shrine right here. I've got Joey Gallo, got Lance Lynn, Corey Kluber, got a couple bobbleheads over here. Got, uh, got what's his name? Why am I missing his name? I got him over here too, the horse. Yeah. Missing his name, but he's here. Nice. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You got to keep that. T- I mean, I think oh, it's yeah. a big part of it. Um, okay. So uh, outside of the railroaders, what is your favorite brand in minor league baseball? Oh, gosh. One that I'm really loving. We've been talking to them a lot. The Dirty Birds are great. We we go with them a lot. The Disco Turkeys. I heard the word Disco Turkeys. Didn't know anything about them. <laughs> I bought a shirt. Like, you're a Disco Turkey. Me like, too. Are you kidding me? I love it. I think that's awesome. I got it's the amazing. hat. I had no idea. I was like, yeah. And it's yeah. the biggest conversation starter. <laughs> um, Absolutely. All right. Dogs or cats? Oh, I got both. But I, I'd say dogs. Um, I, I find more baseball people or dog people, and I don't know why that is, but you can bring them to the ballpark. I think that might be it. Although the Omaha storm <laughs> chasers did have take me out to the ballpark and they brought cats and I wish I could have been there. Cause oh my gosh. that would have had to been nuts. All right. Star Wars or jaws. Jaws. Um, <laughs> Kevin Costner as a cowboy or ball player. Ball player. Okay. Favorite spot to sit when you go to a new ballpark? Right by the dugout. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yep. And last one, when you're getting ready for baseball season, what is your go-to baseball movie? Oh, Sandlot. Okay. There you go. This this is now we can tell the generational thing because I'm like, I'm not a big fan. And I got, so I was covering the Fort Myers miracle before they were the, whatever they are now. And the guy's like, Hey, Smalls is going to be here. You want to have him on your show? And I put him on the show. Cause of course it's smart to have him on the yeah. show, but I was just like, let me pretend to really like your movie. Um, <laughs> it was the best acting I've ever done. All right. Taylor Robinson of the Cleborne railroaders. We are so excited to get out there uh, and see you guys. And thanks so much for jumping on. Let's get to Absolutely. It's great to see you. From the bleachers, the Let's Get To Game of the Week. So we should really change the name of this segment to From the Club Level. I'm coming to you from the club level on From the Bleachers, and we're at the depot, home of your Cleburne Railroaders, and I can't wait to show you the ballpark. This is actually our third time to be here, but the first time we've really been able to photograph it due to weather our last two trips. And we're going to start up here because this is one of the coolest spaces in all of baseball. It is their club level like you see at so many other ballparks, but it's decorated with original art depicting some of the biggest faces in Texas baseball history. The art is truly amazing. Astros and Rangers of the past with factoids from their careers. You can actually get prints of these from the team store. Artist Will Johnson does a wonderful job, and we've got a couple that we're adding to our own collection. Now, at its best, a ballpark should be a center of a community, a place where you can go where everyone knows your name. Yes, like Cheers. The depot is that place for the people of Cleburne and the surrounding area. And with the North Texas breeze kicking up, the flags around the ballpark, and the smiles of all the railroader team as we entered the ballpark, we felt just like Norman Cliff. I don't know which of us is Norman, which of us is Cliff. 
I actually do know, and it, it makes me sad. The railroaders, now in the American Association, carry their history of baseball in the region going back 100 years when this was just a railroad and a baseball town. The field itself is an artificial surface perfectly set against the blue Texas sky. With a wide open concourse it's easy to navigate and plenty of spots to post up down each foul line, the ballpark is a casual place to hang out. One of my favorite features is the right field wall, a chain link fence that creates a unique look and the ability to see the game from the bullpen, the basketball court, and even if you're just outside the ballpark. It's a super cool feature, so cool in fact that this has been your Scotty Mac Dimension Porn of the Week. The real life and replica trains on the concourse reflect Cleburne's role as a rail hub. And in the museum, uniforms, placards, and century-old baseball gear trace the history of baseball in Cleburne. From the original incarnation of the railroaders that would become the Houston Buffs, then the Houston Colt 45s, and finally the Houston Astros, to the current group. You can get a grasp of the scope of the history of the local nine in Cleburne. And then we go from the Astros to the other MLB club in Texas, the local favorite here, the Rangers. And it was very cool to see Rafael Palmero tossing out the first pitch. Honestly, he looks like he can still rake. And from past to future, we see the next generation of ball players, little leaguers, honored on the field. With the pregame out of the way, now it's time for the anthem. And then, a great night of the best game ever invented. Keeping the party going between innings, we've got mascots, in-game hosts, and a t-shirt tosser who never falls down on the job. And if she does, it's all smiles and the show goes on. But just because the depot is your welcoming neighborhood ballpark doesn't mean there's not some suspense. Will the assigned Chicago Dogs guy strike out, thus giving all of us a discount on a frosty cold beverage? Update, he did not. But also hanging in the balance. Who will be named the Cleburne Railroaders, Cleburne Floral Sweetheart of the Game? Who can it be? Who will be chosen? Well, it's no surprise to Don Gillingham, who has called her the first lady of minor league baseball. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. I got some good news and bad news for you. Bad news first, please. Okay, you are not the Cleburne Floral Sweetheart of the Game. Come on, man. Sorry, but the good news is Jessica is the Cleburne Floral Sweetheart of the game. Congratulations, Jessica. I don't want to be upset with as long as I'm not going to hire that Curtis. Hey, maybe next time, Jeff. Maybe next time. Maybe that will be too hard to get. Congrats, Jessica, and you'll always be my sweetheart. And watch those hands, Gandy. It was a great night for everyone in Cleburne. A night of getting hot playing on the berm and then cooling off with snow cones or cooling off with frozen Jack and Cokes. It was a night of hugs, a night of new friends, and a great night with the sweetheart of any ballpark I happen to be in. Get out to see the Cleburne Railroaders now. Don't wait for the wind to blow you in because sometimes you just gotta go where everybody knows your name.
Show me the merch. Fashion. Baseball style. Presented by the Baseball by Design podcast. And welcome back here to Show Me the Merch. Now, normally, we do Show Me the Merch from inside the ballpark, either in the team store or right outside to kind of show you their wares, as it were. But when you realize that you practically have the Cleburne Railroaders team store in your own house, why not do it there? So that's what we're doing. And as we go through this, I'll show you some slideshows of everything I've gotten. I've got three jerseys, a couple of hats, a pullover, and a sweatshirt that I really dig. But I want to talk a little bit about the Railroaders and why I think you should check them out. One, I think they are bottom line, no doubt about it, one of the top three best designed independent leagues in baseball. They rival some double-A AA and triple-A teams as far as the quality of their merch and the variety of their merch. Um, and this is all sort of expanded on by the excellent social media presence that they're often fa- that they're often presenting themselves with. So that way we get the merch out there. Uh, it's kind of cool because they tag me and all their stuff. And it's like, well, great. It's 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 almost Corpus Christi Hooks level how quickly I'm I'm gonna buy stuff from the railroaders. Um, I even bought the clear vinyl bags so that way Jordan and Jessica would be able to get into the game that we're currently at and uh, and not have to worry about going back to the car or whatever. But again, it's well-designed. They've got new era hats in 5950. No flex fits, and I think they should, but you know that's their choice. But they've, yeah, they've got 5950s. They've got really great jerseys. They've got a lot of other cool ancillary items that I think is absolutely worth checking out. So make sure that you do log in and support the Cleburne Railroaders by buying gear from them and make sure we are buying directly from them and not some third party organization. We want to support the Cleburne Railroaders as they really are the most high profile independent team in the state of Texas. Holler and a swaller. A chug of ballpark brew presented by the Hitter Sports. Plus, they sometimes include me dancing. Yeah, I like this. And we're here on Holler and a Swallow. We're back here with Danny Mars. And we're back here on Holler and a Swallow with Anna Tomaso, host of the Baseball Bucket List. And it's been either two days. Or three weeks since we've seen, because TV time. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, You love this ballpark. I love this ballpark. I love this city. Let's talk about it. What about the city and the ballpark? So there's a lot to love about Cleburne. There's a lot of reasons it's special, but namely, I grew up in a small town right next door. My dad worked in Cleburne for several years before the family moved to Florida. And so I've always loved the small market. I've always loved the small town teams and you just feel that pride and that energy as you walk up to this park and it's just like it just feels like you're coming home it feels to me like the fans that are mostly here are here all the time and are part of it like knowing the whole like foul ball chant with the thing i mean is that what it is is it just a bunch of loyal people to this team i think that's exactly what it is i think it's it's a great microcosm you know it's it's the city it's the team it's the small businesses that support it and everybody has this great understanding that if one of these doesn't exist none of this exists 
and it's just a great collaboration and it's so much fun to be here. Talking to the uh, the CVB, they said that they were really hoping for this to become an anchor point of some more development, some more stuff like that. I mean, do you think that's going to change it for you or do you think it'll make it better? I guess it'll change it. Will it be better or worse? I think it's going to be great. I mean, you see it coming, right? Like they're building it out and if, if you were here last year, it was a little different. And But I think they're going to do it the right way and I think it's going to keep its small town charm and it's just going to be like a great place to come spend an entire day. So one of your big draws is what we're drinking here. Let's tell everybody what we're drinking. Frozen Jack and Coke. A frozen Jack and Coke. Um, Is this really what keeps you coming back? I will say this is not an easy drive for us. But we love being here, but this this sells it. This really sells it. It's uh, it's unique. You know, you don't find these at many ballparks. I don't think I've ever had one at another park. And so we love to come. Our first stop, third base bar, (laughs) two frozen Jack and Cokes, please. So is this our last game together this year? Do we know if we're crossing paths? Well, we may end up down near your neck of the woods at some point, but nothing on the books. But I would love to make it happen because it's always a fun time. If not, 2023, Frozen Jack and Cokes. Holler and Swaller, baby. And And now in a, uh, what do you call it, an ice cream headache. Catcher, Ryan Lidge. (laughs) Oh, boy! Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. The seventh inning stretch. What's going on outside of the ballpark? Presented by the Dad Hat Chronicles. So we are excited to welcome Heather Juarez to our show. She represents Cleburne, Texas, one of our favorite ballpark towns. Heather, how's it going? It's going well. Thank you for having us on the show today. Well, thanks for coming. Talk about Cleburne. I absolutely love Cleburne. This will be my third year in a row going. Um, it's it's got this sort of idyllic Texas small town thing with a really nice ballpark, but. Outside of the ballpark, what are some cool things that people should see or should recognize or know about the city? Well, I guess I can kind of start. People are probably wondering, you know, are Cleveland Railroaders, why the Railroaders? So, you know, Cleveland was established, the city based off of our um, railroad history. And so back in the 1880s, when the Santa Fe shop shut in the Houston Galveston area, they came and opened their shops in Cleveland, Texas. So we have a lot of um, railroad history. And of course, that's where Cleveland Railroaders name came from. But of course, we didn't make it up today because the railroaders were actually a team in the 1900s. So that's where they started. Um, We just brought them back in 2017, which (laughs) is great. Um, On other than that, of course, sticking with the railroad theme, we have our Cleveland Railroad Museum that just opened in February. They went through a big expansion for over a year and a half. You know how construction goes. I do, yeah. But, um, yeah, but it's actually a really neat museum. They have several model trains running through a little town around in one big room. Of course, it's like a miniature Cleveland. <laughs> so it's really nice to see. And then also the other thing that I think is very unique about that museum is they did a special built um, display cases and is actually a passenger cart 
from wow. what the trains look like. And then they put their exhibits inside. And I mean, it just, it's phenomenal. But of course, outside of railroad, we have a lot more to offer. I mean, we have, for a small town that we are, we have a lot of museums. And I think that's one of the things that makes us unique to, for being small town is, of course, we have our Cleveland Railroad Museum. Then we also have our Leyland Museum, which is also downtown on the other side of the Cleveland Railroad, um, which is housed in a Carnegie Library, which was built in 1905. Okay. And the cool part about that one is that the, the Carnegie Building is still in its original structure, which, you know, there's a lot of those in the U.S., but not very many left in their original structure. Yeah. So that's right. really neat. Then I would say another unique museum that people always get surprised is we have the Gone with the Wind Museum, Remembered Museum. Wow. And um, the first question we always get is, what does a movie have to do with Cleburne? And it has <laughs> nothing to do with Cleburne. <laughs> like, this nothing. is actually a personal collection. And Vicki Rogers, the owner, um, collected Gone with the Wind Museum. She was a fan of the book. She has every book in every language that was written in the museum. She has over 6,000 artifacts with original dresses from the movie and like the original bell ring earrings that Scarlett wore. I mean, it is intense in there and over like $700, which some of them are kind of creepy, but I yeah. just, I'm not a big fan of dolls. <laughs> and then the, uh, I think the other cool part is they have a miniature movie theater kind of inside the museum where if you want to sit there for three hours, you can watch Gone with the Wind. You too can watch Gone with, yeah. Well, that's yeah. awesome. I mean, I'm a movie guy. I, 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 didn't know, I did not know that. We'll definitely check that out when we're up there in May. Yes. And then our other museum that we have, which is very unique as well, um, we have our Chisholm Trail Outdoor Museum, which has life-size cattle silhouettes outside in front of the museum. Um, also is home of our Big Bear Native American Museum. So it's kind of two in one. Okay. And um, out there, you will also, they have teepees. They have a working blacksmith shop. They um, have a, the Terry House or Terry Home, I believe it's called, where half of the museum is Civil War and the other half is dedicated to law enforcement. Okay. And that one you'll have to come see because um, that museum is actually part of it's dedicated to Mr. Bill Hardin. He is a Johnson County Sheriff that has been in service for 75 years. Wow. In his 90s and still goes to work. Why? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. He loves I mean, it. You know, good. I mean, and thank you for his service, but boy, you've earned you've earned a break. Yes. So I think that part of the museum is very unique and seeing that in his history along, of course, he's been law enforcement in other cities, but his last, I don't know, 15, 20, something like that years has been in Cleburne. So, but, and then um, other than that, we have our Johnson County Courthouse Museum. It's a small museum that kind of just talks about Johnson County and just in general and the courthouse, of course, is always cool to go see inside. Yeah. The courthouse is really pretty. Yes. And uh, so, one, yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to ask things. too is, is you have the depot, the ballpark. Um, and it seems like the goal is to have sort of stuff around it. How important is the ballpark going to be as far as just the culture in, in Cleburne? 
I think it's going to be very important. You know, um, the businesses around it are still in the works. You know, the, the city doesn't own the property. Somebody else does. And so, you know, always getting that right business to go in. Sure. Because once you have that first business, you know, it just takes off. And so it has been kind of a, a what would I call it? I don't know, kind of like a up and down, you know, some businesses come, but they're not the right fit or right. something. But we're hoping that soon, some, you know, the owners of the, pro- of the property around the depot will be able to start putting some businesses out there. Um, I know that they're looking at having retail, restaurants, entertainment, a hotel. Again, I don't know when that will take place. And I'm, I'm sure the pandemic didn't help, right? Like, exactly. every, you know, for two years, we've all that progress must have stopped. Oh, yes. But of course, we have so much more outside of that until that's being built. You know, we have all these museums. Um, We also have several live entertainment options. We have Songbird Live, which is a small venue intimate to watch music, live music. They do from jazz to polka to country to Western swing. I mean, it's it's very it's a cool, intimate place. Um, then we also have our Plaza Theater Company, which has two locations in Cleburne, and they're actually a theater in the round, which, you know, there's wow. not very many of those. No. And I think the unique part about our theater is that our the center of the stage actually rotates. And so there's, I believe, six or seven rows from the bottom floor up, and you just never have a bad seat in that. That's in the, really awesome. Hall. Yes. And they have the best actors. I, I don't know where they get them from. I definitely have to check that out. Um, before we go, one place that you feel like we have to eat. If we're going to Cleburne, where's a good local place that oh, you think we have to you're eat? You're going to do that to me. <laughs> I'm going to do that to you. That's what I do. Oh my gosh. That's hard because I love all of our restaurants and I could eat at all of them every day, <laughs> three times a day if I could. Um, let's go this way. If you like steaks, okay. you like barbecue, I would highly recommend fly by night steakhouse, which is outside of, um, Cleburne and the restaurant's actually on their ranch. So that one's really cool. And then if you like Mexican, I would go with La Cima Mexican Cuisine, which they're actually named our number one restaurant in Cleveland by TripAdvisor and Yelp. Can't go wrong there. Can't go wrong there. I think I'm doing the steak on the ranch, though. Yes, but they're an evening. They don't open during the day. Okay. They're an okay. evening. But yes, during the evening, before you go to the game. And then um, I would say for lunch, I love the Garden of Bistro. Okay. It's downtown. Um, I know that men that probably come to the baseball game are probably going to be like a bistro salad and sandwiches. Right. But I swear they're like really good. They're very unique. They have really fun names. She's just gone above and beyond. But if that's not your thing, then we have Burger Bar downtown. I've been Burger there. Bar is a 10 by 10 spot that has yeah. literally four stools and you have to wait to order your burgers, but they grill them on a grill that's over a hundred years old. So, I mean, you get a hundred year old burgers. I'm, I'm into it. Thank you so much. Her name is Heather Warris. She's representing the Cleburne CVB, CVB. Thanks so much for jumping on. Let's get to you. 
to close it out, the right-hander from Houston, Texas, James Christopher. So that does wrap up our trip to Cleburne, Texas. I want to thank Anna for jumping on again. Had a great time. I mean, yes, you guys, Jessica is always the sweetheart of the ballpark. We will be back soon. We will be back after going to Grand Rapids for the West Michigan Whitecaps. So make sure you check that out. Our 4th of July episode's coming up. So much more to go as the summer moves on. So until then, get out to your local minor league baseball park, get you some peanuts, get you some Cracker Jack, but most importantly, let's get to. Let's Get To is presented by Twitchy Dolphin Media. Executive produced by Jessica Bybee Jedgetts. Produced by Andy Tomchesson, Scott McIntyre, and James Christopher. Associate producers Andrew Nelson, Timothy Jedgetts, and Jess Canaster. Music by Andy Bertelson, Grace Usselman, and On Holiday. All content created by Let's Get Two is the sole property of Twitchy Dolphin Media. All content created by teams covered in the episode are the sole property of the trademark holders. Let's Get Two is a proud member of Curved Brim Media. This podcast is part of the Curved Brim Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brim Media. Hi, I'm James Christopher, host of Let's Get Two, and we are going to be taking you on a tour of this great country through the lens of minor league baseball. That's right, from sea to shining sea, we're going to be looking at towns big and small as we explore the greatest game ever invented. This is Patrick. And Corey. Of BaseballMapper.com. And we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball, so get on the site and find a team near you today. Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna DiTomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series. And in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy. And I'm Paul Caputo. I tell the story of America, one minor league baseball logo and nickname at a time on the Baseball by Design podcast. Learn more about Curve Brim Media at curvebrimmedia.com.